Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from Scripture will inspire and encourage you. We start to see a new structure develop within Hebrews that brings the book into fuller life. We talked about the first three better statements in the last episode, and in this episode we explore the next three betters, better son, under a better administration, within a better world. The whole book of Hebrews is pointing us towards maturity, a better way of living, and a true perspective that binds it all together. We are called to a holistic view of salvation, spanning from rebirth all the way to a restored creation. I'm going to start today with a little story. Uh, we went to Alaska with our family and uh, took our 84-year-old father-in-law, 82-year-old father-in-law along. And we went to the Kenai Peninsula where um, our daughter-in-law grew up. And there's this uh, peninsula, I guess it's about, the, the Cook Inlet's about 40 miles wide or something like that. And just on the other side of the inlet is the Aleutian mountain chain. It's a big string of volcanoes, some of them quite tall. It's just really spectacular rise. Uh, most of the time you can't see them. But the day we got there, they were actually quite visible. And it was a lot of ooing and aahing. So we got to our a place we were going to stay there and decided we would go down to a little lookout. We took our father-in-law with us. We got out. By this time, it had gotten to be kind of hazy. So you could still see the outline of the volcanoes fine, but it was it was a bit hazy. And so we were all kind of talking about how amazing it was. And our father-in-law was looking and looking and finally said, What the bleep we looking at? Old military man. And... uh that's the way a lot of times I think Hebrews is. Uh, we stood and explained to him, you know, see the peak there, and then finally, oh yeah, I see it. And you've been in that situation before where uh, someone's trying to show you something or trying to explain something to you, you just can't quite get it to focus, and then all of a sudden it comes into focus. And I, and I feel like that's kind of the way Hebrews is. Once you get it, you can see the whole thing. And until you do, it's just a little bit fuzzy. Well, I, th- I think we're down to the point where I can give you a, a proposed outline of the book that I- if you've been having trouble focusing, maybe this will help. So Hebrews, I'm going to propose a structure that kind of makes it come together. And it's six betters, a word, and a response to the word. Six betters, a word, and a response to the word. Last week we went over three of the betters. Anybody remember what they were? Better covenant, better priest, better sacrifice. Okay, so we got a better priest with a better sacrifice under a better covenant. Because we, we the whole point of this book, remember, is I want to move you on to maturity. You've gotten hard of hearing. Uh, you, you're, you lost your possessions and were glad. That's great. You uh, ministered to me in my chains. That's great. You love the brethren. That's great. Um, But you've gotten hard of hearing. And you're starting to uh, neglect the salvation that Jesus has provided. 
And that salvation in the book of Hebrews is this holistic view of salvation that goes from rebirth all the way to a restored creation. And the way you move on to maturity is understand this man who's God, this God who's man. And this God who's man has two functions, as Melchizedek did. He's a higher order of priest, and he's king of righteousness. That's what his name means. And we started Hebrews, remember, with Jesus as this elevated position of what? You remember what the elevated position is? Today you are a son, and I've begotten you. And we talked about how son is this elevated position of rule of authority. So the other three betters I'm going to propose is a better son or a better king under a better administration with a better world. And I think that's basically Hebrews. So a better priest with a better sacrifice under a better covenant. A better king with a better administration with a better world. What does that have to do with us? Well, we have a word... And the Word, if it's mixed with faith, actually places us into the experience of all six of those betters. So last week we looked at Hebrews 10. Let's just look at it again. Look at verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness... To enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now, who who gets to enter the Holy of Holies under the Old Covenant? High priest. How often does a high priest get to go in? Once a year. But now, here we are going in ourselves. By a new and living way, which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh. So you've got this better high priest who made the better sacrifice of Himself... And because of that sacrifice, we can go into that Holy of Holies when? Anytime. Because Jesus is a priest perpetually. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Where, what is better about the new covenant? What's the, main, what's the main distinguishing point of the new covenant, the better covenant? Remember? He wrote it on our hearts. Okay, So we have this better sacrifice Jesus, this better priest who's continually serving, not in the tabernacle made with hands, but with the tabernacle in heaven. And we can go there any time to have our hearts sprinkled and cleansed. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And the purpose of the cleansed heart is so that we can have our hearts prepared to do service to God. Now consider, if we are going into the Holy of Holies, what does that make us? A high priest. We are now participating, not as the high priest, but in the high priestly function. And the result is our own hearts are sprinkled and cleansed. Now just think about it for a minute. What is a priest? We had another word that that uh, described it in Hebrews. Anybody remember that word? 
He is the blank of a new covenant. What? Mediator. A priest is a mediator. A priest stands between two entities. A priest stands on behalf of. You might recall the nation Israel was called to have a priestly function. Who who was the nation of Israel supposed to mediate for? The world. All the other nations. God put Israel uh, basically at the cross of Main Street and the interstate. The two major silk route trade routes went right through Israel. As a matter of fact, the most fought over ground in all of the world, ancient world, was Megiddo. We know it as Armageddon. And Megiddo was like the perfect toll booth. Everybody wanted to own the toll booth of the two highways. They come right through there. They're close together. Because that was where the traffic was. And God put that nation there so that everybody could come by and see this is what you should live like. It's the priestly function. And when we go in to the Holy of Holies in heaven to have our hearts cleansed from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with the water of righteousness so that we are now prepared to do good works, what priestly function are we going to serve? Who who are we going to be serving as a priest to? The world. If you'll abide in me, you'll do you'll produce fruit, and the world will see that and say, Well, that's God. That'll glorify me. Glorify. Glorify means someone sees the essence of something else. Well, when we serve this function of, of serving with a, cl- a clean heart, people are seeing God and we're, and we're doing a priestly function. So we've got this Melchizedek high priest, a better priest with a better sacrifice under a better covenant. And we can participate in that when we have our hearts with this law written on it, cleansed so that we can have it live from the inside out by entering this Holy of Holies And then we go serve one another and serve others and we're doing a priestly function. This is maturity. Remember in verse 5 he said, I don't want to talk about baptism and repentance from dead works and eternal judgment and stuff like that. Although he does talk about those things. But he talks about those things not in the sense of we're just trying to escape from it. He talks about these things in this transcendent life that he wants us to live under this high priest and king, Melchizedek, Jesus. And he's a better king with a better administration, and he wants a better world. Now, we covered this some in the first part of the book, and we're about to revisit it in a real major way. A better king with a better administration, with a better world. Let's just go back to chapter 2 real quick and just review. It's been a while since we went through this. Chapter 2, verse uh, 5, For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you're mindful of him? 
or the Son of Man that you take care of him. You've made him a little lower than the angels, but you've crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You've put all things in subjection under his feet. This is Psalm 8. So you've got the angels that are higher than us. So who would you expect God to put in charge? The angels. That would make the most sense, wouldn't it? But now he's put us in charge. That's what he designed us for, is to rule the world. And, and the tone of Psalm 8 is, it's unbelievable what you're doing. It's incredible. You, you made this amazing world and then you put these babies over it, these infants, these newcomers. It's incredible what you've done. But then in perhaps the greatest understatement in all the Scripture, he says, For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. That's a dramatic understatement, wouldn't you say? The world is not working the way it's supposed to work. Do you see mankind working in perfect harmony to bring peace and prosperity to all? Do you see mankind working together in perfect submission to God to bless one another and to create complete harmony with all creation? That's not really what we see. We see strife. We see wanton shooting of missiles. We see genocide. It's not the way the world is supposed to be. But here's what we do see. We see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. He became a man. For the suffering of death, which is the better sacrifice, crowned with glory and honor. He has been elevated to that spot. That he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. And then Hebrews goes on to make this amazing invitation that he wants us to ascend to that same place with him. Verse 10, it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. He's already gone to glory. What glory are we talking about? Reigning over the earth. And he wants to have many sons to do it with Him. To make the captain of their salvation perfect. This is this teleosai. He, he wants to bring us all with Him. I will declare your name to my brethren. He's not ashamed to call us brethren, fellow partakers, teammates. He wants us to be teammates with Him in His administration. But that is something we can throw away. It's a reward to be an inheritor. What we're about to get to is don't be like an evil person like Esau was who sold his inheritance for a bowl of stew. Don't let your appetites throw aside participating in this better administration in a better world. Now, let's talk about better king, better administration, better world. Today, if we enter this holy of holies have our hearts cleansed from an evil conscience to do good works, are we going to make the world a better place? We are. We're going to make our family a better place. We're going to make our workplace a better place because we're doing life the way God's asked us to do it. Through the suffering of death, 
crowned with glory and honor is going to be actually happening for us because we're following Jesus. And we are not only preparing to be part of this administration when all of these functions, all of these betters become experientially fulfilled in totality, but we're going to actually become His administration in the kingdom of this world, I'm sorry, in His kingdom, which is not yet of this world. In the new earth, the culmination of really what we know of as human history is when heaven comes to earth. We do go to heaven for a little time, but we come back to this earth, a new earth. And heaven comes to earth and God comes and dwells on the earth. Uh, To me, that's the happiest thought I can think of. And the question is, what are we going to be prepared to do? But that's not the only question. The question is also, what are we doing now? So we have a better priest with a better sacrifice under a better covenant, one that's written in our hearts. He wants us to go into that Holy of Holies continuously and be cleansed. Why? So we can do good works and love one another. And when we do that, we're actually walking where the captain of our salvation has already walked. And we are becoming a king in this life, a king by serving. He showed this to his disciples. His disciples had one overriding consideration. What was it? Now, who's number one? Who's going to sit at your right hand? They even got their mother to come and lobby for them. My mom has something to ask you, Jesus. And I can just, I just got to believe that Jesus was rolling his eyes the whole time. Really? That's what you really care about? But you know what? He never told them to stop seeking greatness. Never. What did he tell them? You call me teacher, and that's appropriate. Okay? And what I'm going to do is wash your feet. You won't understand this for a little while. I am great. And I'm showing you what, how I want you to be great. When Jesus was ready to ascend, they said, Is it now you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And they're probably thinking, Am I finally going to get my spot in the new administration in the better world? And he said, Yeah, not for mine to say. But here's what you do. You go and wait to get powerful. You think they like to hear that? That's what they wanted was power. They got a different kind than they were expecting. But they got it. And what did they do with it? They changed the world. The world is a different place today because those guys went out to the whole earth. And they did the job that Jesus gave them to do in a better kings with a better administration and they made a better world. That's what he wants us to do. This is Hebrews. How does he want us to do that? What's the agency for this to happen? Well, the agency is the word mixed with faith. I looked it up here and I'm sure this is... Uh, ballpark numbers. I looked up word, words, speaks, and oath when it's in the context of God speaking in Hebrews. It's only 13 chapters in Hebrews. 21 instances. 21 instances God is speaking. I looked at, kind of went through and counted roughly how many quotes from the Old Testament there are. 
something on the order of magnitude of 40 different quotes from the Old Testament. God is speaking. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to see here just shortly, he's going to say this. When God spoke in times past, a mountain rumbled. And people said, stop! Don't, don't talk to us anymore. We're, we're afraid we're going to die. The next time he speaks, the whole universe is going to blow up. Is that who you want to ignore, really? We saw it in chapter 3 and 4. The people who died in the wilderness. Why did they die in the wilderness? Was it because they didn't know? It was because they heard and they didn't mix it with faith, so it didn't do them any good. He actually called it the gospel, didn't he? The word faith or believe shows up 35 times in Hebrews. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. It's, it's over and over again. So what we have, I think, you know, uh, uh, legitimately, and I'm sure there's many other ways you could structure this book. It's, you know, written by an infinite person, so there's probably a whole lot more here than what I'm saying. But if you think of, an, of a, a cord, a rope with eight strands, and you've got six betters, the word and faith on our part, you have a pretty good idea how this book works. Uh, last week I was talking to Cindy and she said, just kind of says the same thing over and over again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, actually that's a good way to look at it. It says the same thing over and over again. Why do you think he says the same thing over and over again? It's pretty important. We're hard of hearing, that's the problem. At least that's my problem. I need a lot of repetition. Have you found in your child-rearing experience that once is enough to tell your kids something? It's like, oh, oh yeah, I remember that. You have to repeat a lot, don't you? Well, he's trying to get us to grow up here. And he's repeating the same thing over and over. Better priest, better sacrifice, better covenant, one written on your heart. A better, better tabernacle for all of that. And one that's in heaven. I want you to go there all the time. Better king with a better administration. Under a, to make a better world. This is your inheritance. This is what you were made to be. This is how you can be completely fulfilled as a person. Don't throw it away. And by the way, as you do it in this life, you're changing the world now. And you do it by listening to the Word of God, mixing it with faith, which means you do what God wants you to do. It's an incredibly powerful book, and I think hopefully it's coming into focus. This teaching will continue in the following episode. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowballoons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.